You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by the MLB.com shop. All right, time to talk a little Mariners baseball. Uh, welcome in, everybody. I'm Dave Raymond with Doug Miller today, sitting in for Greg John, who is probably hanging out at Griffey's house again, but we can get into that at a later date, Doug. Um, uh, Doug, what, you know, it's this time of year where we start really thinking about how 2016 is going to stack up, and recently fan graphs came out and made their projections for 2016, and lo and behold, we have the Mariners in a tie for first place in the American League West. Nobody's changed more than these Mariners this offseason. Do you see them winning the American League West? Um, I don't, but uh, they certainly could. Uh, I think a lot of people thought they would last year. A lot of people picked them to be in the World Series last year. That didn't quite happen for various reasons, but I think when you look at their roster, you see why people made those predictions last year, and you see why they're predicted to do well this year, and that's you have four really, really good players in Felix Hernandez, Nelson Cruz, Robinson Cano, and Kyle Seeger, and then you have Hisashi Iwakuma, who's a, maybe not quite at the caliber of those other four guys, but is, has proven to be a very capable pitcher. So right there you've got five guys that you would say, you know, have a chance to be an all-star every year, and not a lot of teams have that. And when you have three of them stacked together in the middle of the batting order in Cano, Seager, and Cruz, you've got the, you know, what should be the beginnings of a very good offense. So I think, you know, a lot has to happen for this team to get back to where it wants to be, and uh, it's certainly possible. Are you a fan of what you've seen done, though? I mean, it, it has been a very uh, aggressive offseason. Uh, Jerry DePoto is, I mean, man. <laughs> it's really, from from an outside perspective, it has been awesome to watch, awesome in that regard that I just, it's not often you see teams remade quite as, uh, I don't know, feverishly. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. I, I am a fan of it. I think that they're doing um, – what they need to do to institute a, a, a philosophical shift. Um, I think they're moving away from kind of these um, one tool, you know, like a, like a, a power heavy philosophy and thinking more about on-base percentage, thinking more about um, run prevention through defense. I mean, you last year, one of the biggest failings was they just didn't have enough guys on base. So when you had, Cruz having a career year, he just didn't have the guys on base to drive in all the time. And uh, when you factor in Cano had illness to deal with, he wasn't where he normally is over the course of 162 games. Uh, Kyle Seeger had another solid year, but there were times where he was, you know, maybe in a bit of a cold spell. It just never happened for them. And, you know, one of the other big reasons last year was their bullpen was just terrible. Um, after being so good the year before. Now, we, we all know that bullpens are highly volatile. They can be great one year and bad the next year. And you, you, it's hard to predict sometimes because guys just don't have the, um, the sample sizes. They just don't pitch a lot of innings. Um, so they've totally addressed the bullpen. Whether it's going to be um, a great bullpen, we'll see. I mean, they got Joaquin Benoit. Um, they've gotten... Um, Steve Chishek, they, they've, they've done things to improve their bullpen. Whether or not it happens will remain to be seen, but they're, they're certainly addressing the areas where they feel they have the most needs. 
Well, it's got to be better, right? I mean, whether it's great, like you say, is, is one thing. It can't be much worse. That's for sure. I mean, they they they, they were just. Uh, I mean, Fernando Rodney couldn't. He could not save a game for a while. Um, he blew a tremendous amount of saves early in the season. That obviously led to him losing his job as a closer and then being shipped out of Seattle. Um, and that's the way it goes when you have a bad bullpen. You know, things can things you guys can leave town real quick. Danny Farquhar never quite happened for them last year. You know, they they shipped out some of their better. Some, a couple of their good bullpen arms. Um, they traded Wilhelmson, who throws hard. Um, they got, you know, it, it's it's definitely a different look. And you know, they had to they had to part with some guys in the off season that maybe the fans weren't thrilled to see go. But that's the price of poker. And when you're trying to get better, and when you have needs to fill, you have to uh, you have to give up something to get something. All right, Doug. So in, in the spirit of uh, bold predictions uh, for 2016. Who might be that guy who emerges this year for the Mariners? Some guy who, you know, obviously we know you, you mentioned the four big guns, but 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 who's a, who's a guy maybe out of the bullpen or off the bench or who becomes maybe a, a a platoon or everyday guy who surprises us this year for the Mariners? Well, I, I don't know if people would be surprised. Um, I'm going to go a little bit off of what you're suggesting. I don't think I don't think people would be surprised to see Taiwan Walker succeed as the number three or number four starter. I mean, the way that things are shaking up now, you've got Felix at number one, you've got Kuma at number two. You probably got probably Wade Miley will be your number three uh, just to go um, to get a lefty in there. Maybe, who knows? Maybe Miley will even be number two just because they want to go righty lefty righty. But with Walker, I think the thing that would be surprising, maybe not so surprising to the Mariners, but to the big leagues in general, is can he make the jump from a guy that they think is going to be solid to a guy that they that we see is just extremely special? And because he certainly has the athleticism and the stuff to be an elite pitcher in this league. Now, if it happens next year, wow, that's a, that's a game changer for the Mariners. And it's I think that what people in Seattle would like to see is that Taiwan makes 32 starts and starts to develop some consistency. But he certainly has the ability to take it beyond that, and I think that that would be the surprising thing if he can if he can suddenly just dominate like a you know like a Jacob Degrom or somebody like that, where he just puts all of the tools together, gets with the right pitching coach, and just takes off. Yeah, yeah, and you could. You could definitely see that happening. What about this? Um, James Paxton, you know, talking about young, promising pitchers, you know, he, he's 26 now, uh, you know, 13 starts last year. Um, you know, where, where's, where's that career headed? Got to stay healthy. I mean, that's just, the, that's just the bottom line with James Paxton. Has all the ability in the world, has a funky delivery, and throws hard for a left-hander. He can just absolutely make hitters look silly, but he has to stay healthy, and he hasn't been able to do it. So it's that's really all there is to it. I think they love him when he's healthy. We'll see what happens yeah. in spring training. I mean, he also has to cut down on his walks and stuff like that, but primarily right now they're thinking, can we get this guy to, to pitch for us every fifth day, and can we rely on it? Um, that's what they're worried about now. 
That's yeah. their main concern with him. Um, okay, last big bold prediction, Nelly Cruz. 44 home runs again or more? Sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> maybe not 44. Let's go with 35. Uh, 44 was a, a bit ridiculous. Uh, he would probably even tell you the same thing. I mean, you know, he hit 40 the year before that. So that he's, he's having this uh, late career or mid to late career uh, power surge. He's always a, a power hitter. But uh, I think the 40 with Baltimore two years ago was a career high. And so the 44 last year was certainly a career high. Uh, he was just phenomenal last year, and uh, not only is he a great hitter, but he's a great guy in the clubhouse, and I think his teammates really like him. And it just was a, a, a wonderful signing by the Mariners. Um, and you hope that he feeds off of what could possibly happen with the resurgence of an offense. You hope that Cattell Marte can be a good, an effective leadoff hitter for a full season. I mean, there's a lot of hope with the Mariners. And uh, – Honestly, it's probably a better situation to be in coming into this season than coming into last season when um, people just assumed that they were going to be really good because they had a promising year the previous year, and uh, maybe expectations got a little bit out of hand. Yeah, yeah. Well, if Robinson Cano comes back to play a full season like he did in the second half, let's, let's face it, uh, the possibilities are endless for this team. Uh, Doug, great stuff, man. Appreciate uh, appreciate getting a chance to, to catch up a little bit, and we look forward to doing it again soon. My pleasure, Dave. Thanks a lot. Okay, there's Doug Miller, MLB.com Extras, the Seattle Mariners edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.